Today's guest is very passionate about what she does. She's very open about her anxiety and depression, and she actually started a blog to be able to talk about it and everything that she goes through and her journey going through it. You know, she's still working herself through it. She's she's found a way to love herself, and that's what we talk about in this conversation. So you can find her on Instagram at ChasingMyHappiness21, and then you can go to ChasingMyHappiness.com to actually check out her blog and check out what she's been writing and uh, just support her, you know, tell her that you're thinking about her, anything like that. So welcome today's guest is the author of Chasing My Happiness blog. This is Nicole. It's, it's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am. Do what it takes to make you believe. When right, did you so start your podcast? When did I start it? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, a little over a year ago, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I started it to talk about like health and fitness with people. Mm-hmm. And I got tired of talking about that. <laughs> I get that. My husband's at the gym right now, so... I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, I've been doing for a long time. I was a personal trainer for over 10 years. Oh, wow. So, and but I lost the passion for it, mm-hmm. you know, and I am interested in a lot of other things. I do, uh, I edit videos, I take pictures, um, that kind of stuff runs in my family. Mm-hmm. So I've always cool. been interested in that stuff and... Uh, I figured out how to do podcasting. I figured out, I don't know, just how to do it myself and, mm-hmm. you know, just try and make it quality that people like to listen to and watch mm-hmm. and something that can help people. So for sure. Definitely. Um, actually my husband and I were just talking about doing a podcast together because he just got medically discharged from the army for PTSD. Oh. So, um, we were going to kind of relate within our mental health with each other and talk about it, but we just haven't got to it yet. But yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that would be huge mm-hmm. for both of you to like have your own perspectives and your own stories Yeah, and sure. talk about them. That's, that'd be crazy. Definitely. But, uh, so how do you, I guess we'll get into it, you know, but how do you, okay. how do you deal with that though? You know, so he has his own, like, issues, and you have yours. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? so it's was a, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> um, he deployed in 2015, and when he got back from deployment, things just weren't the same, and he learned to hide it within himself, which a lot of males do, just because that's the stigma. Um, and we are in 2020 now. So he opened up about it, gosh, 2019. And, um, with myself, I just never put the perspective into it and learned it myself that he was struggling and we, we were married for four years at the time and, um, dealing with both of our mental health issues, we had to learn each coping, each person's coping mechanisms and everything. Um, But with us being married and we don't have any kids, we just have a couple dogs and we were able to put all of our focus onto each other and learn each other's mental health issues because I suffer from anxiety and depression. Um, He is with PTSD and depression Mm. and it's, I don't want to say it's completely different, but it was a learning process for me myself and he is doing a lot better he opened up he opened up to me and I opened up to him and we've been dealing with it a lot better now that he's out of the army just because the army I don't want to talk bad about the army did wonderful time for us but they they help you keep it in I mean that's what they train their soldiers for so but it's, it's been difficult. And like I said, 
before, like I was actually thinking about starting a podcast talking about it ourselves because he just has a whole different view on what he suffers from than what I do. And I don't know. It's it's been it's been a learning process, but he's doing a lot better. I'm doing a lot better. It took us a couple years. I don't want to say it happened overnight. Definitely mm-hmm. did not happen overnight. Right. Took us a couple years to learn each other's um coping mechanisms. So like what he does is he streams and he has his alone time and I know like that's when he's not doing well and he wants to let his energy out or something or he goes to the gym Mm -hmm. um other than that then i totally different i don't want to be left alone i want somebody with me i want him with me so it was just a lot of communication and you'll learn that within with talking to your spouse if you both suffer from mental health issues that communication is definitely the key Oh, hundred percent. And that's, I think yeah. I learned that in my marriage too, because I'm the, we're the same way. Mm-hmm. My wife, she needs that comfort. She needs me to be there, you know, whereas sure. I, I need my alone time. I need to be left alone. You can't, I don't want you, you know, trying to make me feel better mm-hmm. because I need to go through the process in my head mm-hmm. because that's where, uh, I don't know. That's where I found that helps me the most is talking to myself and talking through things. You know, and figuring things out. I went to, I did therapy when I was at a very young age. And I found out how much I hate it. And it just didn't, it didn't work for me, you know. And that's a good point to say because I'm a bit big, big, big advocate for therapy. Mm-hmm. Just because it worked for me so well. And right. so I wasn't trying to force him to go into therapy, but I wanted him to at least try it. Mm -hmm. And he did. And he just has a hard time finding somebody that will relate to him in a way. And like you said, he wants to be, he wants to go to his own time, learn his own, like, he doesn't like that part. So as that being said, communicating with him was the best thing because I wasn't trying to force him to go into therapy, like I said, but I was like, it's worked for me. Why doesn't why isn't it working for you? Yeah. And um, learning that that's not what he likes and just going from there. And Hey, guys, I just want to take a break for a second from this podcast and just talk about a mood-enhancing supplement that we sell at stnutrition.com is Onward. Onward will enhance your mood. It gives you that energy. You know, stop walking around feeling weak. Even though you're working from home, you need energy to deal with your kids. You need energy to be able to do things throughout the day. And you also want to do it in a good mood. You want to raise your spirits. You want to be able to push forward and just keep going throughout the day. You know, drink your own word. You can drink it as many times a day as you want. It's a great supplement for coffee. I know, I know we don't want to get rid of our coffee or anything like that, but it is a great supplement for that. It's less caffeine. It's more uh, vegan-based. I mean, there's vegan ingredients, and there's no additives, no added sugar, anything like that. And we sell it at stnutrition.com. And for you podcast listeners, you get 10% off. Just use the code STRONG, S-T-R-O-N-G, and you'll get 10% off that supplement. So go ahead, support Strong Tower Nutrition. And go to stnutrition.com. Try some Onward today. One of my things I always kind of tell people that uh, have issues with loving themselves, I feel like they have those issues and they also, but they also give love to so many other people. But when it comes to themselves, it's like you don't give yourself the time of day. So I like to tell people is like, sometimes you got to be selfish. You know, sometimes it's okay to be selfish. You know, yeah, you don't want to think about yourself all the time and be arrogant and things like that. But I think you have to have, there's a line in the, in the sand. It's like, it's a very fine line to cross, whether you either like loving yourself and also being selfish. So what would you think? Yeah. So if you look up the definition of selfish, it's pretty much just lacking consideration for others, Mm -hmm. which in a way, um, I totally understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Self-love is just, so, this is such a tricky question. Yeah. So self-love, I agree with you. Um, 
Because at the end of the day, if you are sitting in your room crying, who who's there to pick yourself up? You are. Mm-hmm. You have you're the one that's doing that. So um one thing that has helped me love myself and go from learning things about myself is I would set boundaries. And this is something that me and my husband have done. I have done with cult, like working. Um, I work retail, working retail, doing schoolwork. I'm a full-time student for, I'm going to school for psychology and um, setting boundaries within the family too. Like if, and I've been teaching this to my family as well, but at the end of the day, if my mom wants me to come over and I am not in the right mind, mom, I cannot come over. I need mm-hmm. to focus on myself. I need to do my things, do that. Well, I want, and then the guilt trip. Well, I need you. I need, I need this. And I'm like, no, don't let that guilt trip take you. Cause you, like you, like you said, at the end of the day, you are doing what's right for you. Right. And setting boundaries is going to be a big step into self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, so setting boundaries within family, whatever is stepping out of your comfort zone. Cause like you said, you tend to give so much more to others than what you give yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was noticing last year when I was working at this very toxic job and I was giving so much to them and I wasn't getting anything back. And it, it destroyed me literally mentally it destroyed me and I could not do it anymore. I could not do it. I ended up having to quit out of the blue. And, um, that was my big step forward. I set boundaries within my work now and I go from there. And now I am at a so much better place where I can actually love myself and spend time learning and I've learned, I learned, I learned so much about myself just doing this. Mm -hmm. So big recommendation. You might feel like you're being selfish at the time, but remember at the end of the day, if you're in bed crying, who's going to be there to pick you up? You are, you're going to be there. So definitely, I definitely agree with that. And if at the end of the day, if they are not happy with you taking time for yourself, that's that's not the relationship you you're you want they you want them mm-hmm. to be happy about that so yeah i mean and that's another thing that you brought up too with work with work i see a lot of people giving all this time to a business that just doesn't care mm-hmm. about them mm-hmm. and i always yep. ask them i say for what mm-hmm. you know what are they what are they giving you that makes you want to give all this time to them You know, it's different if you want overtime and you want extra money. Okay, I get that. I understand that. But they ask you like, oh, work these hours, work these hours. And you just say, yes, yes, okay. But then you complain about it. I'm like, don't complain to me when you said yes. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, choose your time over over theirs. Exactly. And. When I did quit that job, it was out of the blue. Mm -hmm. My husband was, we were actually moving. We were stationed in Colorado Springs. We were moving back home to live with our in-laws for a little bit until we find a house. And it was out of the blue. I was not financially ready for it. But even though financially we weren't ready, mentally, me and my husband had so much a better relationship. And it it was so much worth it because I was not in that depression state as when I was working there, it was, it was terrible. Like, and I always will advocate for it because I went through it and it was not worth it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you want to put that energy. I needed that energy for myself. I could not be putting this energy into somebody when I was going home and I was just crying and I couldn't do it. Um, But I quit. And I am a year later and I am so much better for myself. And now I know what energy I need to put into a job. I know that sounds weird, but. Oh, no, it's understandable. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's funny because like we talk about loving ourselves and and things like that. But I'm sure people listening will wonder, okay, so how do you do that? Are there instructions? Are there steps? Are like, so, uh, 
honestly, it took me a lot of time and experience. So what are the steps or what did you have to go through to have to like still like learn that? So lots of research. Um, I like to tell people what was I, what, so when I started my mental health journey on my um, sharing stories and everything on my um, Instagram, I would ask myself, what was I Googling? What was your future client Googling at in the middle of the night? Like why I would look up, like, why am I uh, having panic attacks before work? Why is it every Sunday I was just in so much pain for before going to work and one thing that actually helped me and i can't take all the credit was my husband Mm -hmm. he's very supportive and i would tell him how i felt every sunday i would tell him how i felt coming home and he was like you're just so unhappy you're so unhappy what is the point of this and at the end of the day it's not really steps but you what helped me is I, what I did before I quit is I journaled how I felt and I wrote it down and I read it to my husband. I'm like, this is how I feel working at this job. And he read it and he was like, I really appreciate you opening up and gave me his insight. Now, if you don't have a spouse or supportive spouse, if you have a mother, father, friend, babysitter that I don't know, Mm -hmm. just somebody, there's somebody I feel like that would be able to listen to. So I wrote that down and crying my eyes out talking about this. And he was just like, Nicole, you know, you're not happy. Just do what you feel is right. And months I felt like quitting months, but I just, I was scared. And I mean, everybody's scared, but it, it was the right decision and I don't think there's steps, but I think you truly know if you're happy or not. Mm-hmm. And if you're go with your gut feeling, because at the end of the day, I always advocate that your gut feeling is the way to go. And so the next day I was writing up the email to quit. I ended up going to the hospital because I was, so much pain I had a panic attack and that's when every time you went to the hospital they tested you for COVID Mm -hmm. I got tested for COVID and that's when they noticed like my symptoms were kind of similar to COVID so I ended up going on 10 days isolation even though it was negative and I learned a lot about myself in those 10 days it was probably the best isolation I've ever had (laughs) and it was the best thing I ever did And so at the end of the day, if you're listening, I truly believe just go with your gut feeling, write down what it is that this job, this work, whatever you're doing is making you feel. And if at the end of the day, if you're reading that to somebody and they can tell you you're not happy, then you know, you know, in your heart that you need to either find a new job, you can quit anything, just to take that step forward to your self-love. And I did. And I took that step forward. And it was hard. It was not easy financially. I sent over this email and I felt so bad. Because when you have anxiety, you're you're going to feel bad for quitting all, out of the bloom. But at the end of the day, they're going to replace you anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's important. Like, yeah, there's no like 12-step program to finding your self-love really, you know. But... I think it's making those tough decisions like you did like with your job. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be with just work. It could be with Mm -hmm. like your diet. It could be Mm -hmm. changing something about yourself, whether you start working out or find an outlet, start reading more, you know, uh, I don't know, start listening to certain podcasts or something, just something. I think, I think people that have issues with that need to change something, uh, so, and I think have to go through trial and error to figure out what makes them happy. And it's been a long process for me. I'm currently, I'm, I turn 24 next week and I have been dealing with my depression since I was 14. So almost yeah. 10 years now. 
and um, a big trial and error. And I would say right now, after just taking that big step in my life, I've been able to focus, a, just been able to focus more on myself. I was having very bad digestive issues, kidney issues. Mm-hmm. And most of it was the just not taking care of myself. Right. And I am, I'm not like, and, and it's so funny because people are always like, you're so skinny, you're so healthy. And I'm like, no, girl, like, no, right, right, <laughs> I yeah. am not. I am not. I have so many like kidney issues, digestive issues. And after it's like, you just keep taking the steps forward. You're going to take a step forward and five step backwards. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it's, it's hard, but you're going to do it. And like you said, it could be with your diet anything um but once you take that step forward you're going to learn so much about yourself that's my dog (laughs) but yeah so what has what has covid done for your anxiety and depression because i know it's been hard on everyone so what has it done for you yes um so personally Uh, Me and my husband are big introverts. We stay in most of the time. If we do go out, it's little like movie nights, Mm -hmm. date nights. But other than that, we're big introverts. So COVID really hasn't took a big toll on me and my anxiety very well. But I've talked to multiple people on my Instagram stories that they didn't realize what a big impact of not going out and being able to do things would infect them personally. And it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's very different. So when I was suffering with social anxiety for a long time, and when COVID first hit, we all had to wear masks and everything. I was super fearful and I then wouldn't go out in public because of me being social anxiety and being fearful uh, with everybody wearing masks. And I was actually um, sewing. I would sew when, when there was like the shortage of masks and everything, I was sewing masks for people and stuff like that. And it was just, um, I worked at a dental office at the time when it all, when we all shut down and, it was scary. Um, I was always fearful, but my husband was exactly the opposite. He was thankful that he was staying at home. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if he, gosh, this is so hard. Like if you're suffering with anxiety, depression with COVID, I really feel you. I actually just lost a aunt to COVID a couple mm. weeks ago and it's, really affect the family and you can't go out and do anything like I can't go to her we can't do a funeral or anything and we were all just in tears and um it's it's been hard but I I I don't want to say make light of the moment but that's kind of what me and my husband had to do is we, he started his streaming back up, which is all inside. And I started my uh, blog and things like that. So we took light of the moment, which is so hard to say, especially with everything going on. But one thing that also helped me was staying off Facebook, reading the news. Oh yeah. Um, That was so hard, especially when you're already fearful enough and Mm -hmm. then you just keep seeing it. Um, Taking that negative energy and trying to make it into something positive. And that's what I'm going to say if you're suffering with anxiety, depression during this time. There's so much negative energy everywhere. Anywhere you go, anywhere you're online, so much. Mm -hmm. Try to just find the positive. So at that time, I was cleaning my Instagram out, my Facebook, taking away all that negative energy. I was unfollowing, unfollowing, unfollowing. And (laughs) it helped me a lot because I wanted to start seeing positive on my page and I couldn't, I couldn't do the negative anymore. 
So if you're suffering right now with COVID and you're listening, just maybe try to take the negative into a positive. Oh, it's yeah, so hard right now because yeah. it's just so much negative everywhere. Negative energy really affects me too. Like you, so when I was first diagnosed, when my, or no, sorry, scratch that. When my husband was deployed, I walked, um, I was having really bad migraines and my, um, doctor walked in the room and he walked in and he said, wow, you are coming off with so much negative energy. And I'm like, Mm. what do you, what do you mean? And he was like, I could just tell that you need to open up and talk to somebody. And from there, it was a hard reality, but I started going back to therapy and everything. And I never realized that my negative energy could affect somebody as within walking distance. So you might feel that within when you are going to the store or going out right now. And even on social media, social media is such a big thing right now with um, COVID since we can't go out. Mm -hmm. So it's just try to find that negative energy and make it into something positive. And that can mean too you posting positive stuff right now because some people need it. Right. And I think it's important to stay either if you can't handle if you can't handle it, then stay off social media. And if if you think you can, then you like you said, you be the light and you shine that positivity on on your page and you control what you can control. You know, people are going to talk about whatever they want to talk about, you -hmm. know, and we can't listen to that. Mm -mm. You know, we can't listen to because it's not even true stuff. A lot of stuff Mm -hmm. they're saying is just their opinion. Yep. So can't fall into that. But uh, Mm -hmm. I know everyone has a different look to their Mm -hmm. depression or anxiety. What does yours look like? Um, so I was diagnosed with depression when I was 14. And as a 14 year old girl, I did not understand depression in any way. Um, but I knew that my family had suffered from depression going back, my dad, my grandma Mm -hmm. and forward forward. So I knew that it was hereditary and everything. Um, so my depression was very isolation. I was a freshman in high school when I was diagnosed from there. I had a very toxic relationship in high school. And I lost all my friends. I lost everything. And I kind of gave up. I was in, my parents got divorced. It was very rough. And I isolated myself. And my mom noticed it. And she's like, that's not you. And luckily, I had a mother who knew the signs of depression and a father who knew the signs. And I ended up getting help. I went to a, um, uh, outpatient program for my whole summer freshman year, learned a lot about depression, learned a lot about myself, learned that I always felt like everything was my fault and that's not true. Mm-hmm. And I put a lot of blame on myself and I still do, but I've learned from it. And Moving forward, I met my husband and he deployed or he went in the army and I was finishing school and stuff. But my depression, I kind of learned to live with it a little bit. Then I moved from my family and I always had that support from my mom, my father, my brother, my sister. And I moved away and I didn't have any support anymore besides my cell phone. And that's when it hit me again. And again, my depression was very isolation. I isolated myself. I um, always put blame on myself. I would um, easily cry. Somebody could tell me no and I would cry. I just had a lot of energy built up. Mm -hmm. Um, From then, from there, I was able to learn from therapy, what 
my depression was and how it was affecting me personally. And I ended up going on medication for it, uh, which did not, I did not like the way it made me feel, mm -hmm. which I hear a lot with antidepressants. Yeah. Um, so I took off of it and tried to learn about it myself. Then I was diagnosed with anxiety on top of that, um, which I won't go into a lot of details, but I did do a um, TMS treatment. It is a big magnet on your brain that um, is currently in the makings to be FDA approved for PTSD. Oh, wow. And what, is um, that, what does TMS stand for? Um, goodness, I can't even remember. Magnetic okay. stimulation. Okay. something and uh it's very 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 new okay. um as far as treatments with anxiety and depression it's very um it's fda approved for depression not anxiety right now just because anxiety and depression are both on different sides of the brain okay uh, pretty much what it does it just the magnet stimulates the neurons to start working again i guess but yeah, so I did that for a few months, and I was able to get off my antidepressants. Then I now am focusing on my anxiety, which my depression is still there. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie, but my anxiety is taken over. Um, now my depression is just, it's a fight between anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. I'll be sad that my house isn't clean, but then my anxiety will kick in and be like, okay, you gotta do all this. Yeah. Um, depression is going to look different for everybody, depending on their, um, past traumas, right. life and everything. But, um, big sign to look for is isolation. Um, not talking to anybody feeling, um, some people like, decide they their attitude like just 180s and they ended up getting in trouble a lot and just going down the bad road and mm -hmm. sometimes everybody's a little different um my husband's depression he luckily we're kind of the same he isolates himself um and everything so my my depression is big as just isolation and I like to cry a lot, but that's okay. Sometimes you gotta let it out. <laughs> oh yeah, like uh, like uh, Demi Lovato says, "It's okay not to be okay." Oh yes, I love that song. You know what I mean? But you know what's mm -hmm. scary? What's scary is I know people uh, that struggle with depression, and they are always happy mm -hmm. on the outside. Yep. You know, I think that's this one of the scariest things to me is because uh, I knew one person and she tried to harm herself and mm -hmm. it just didn't turn out well. And uh, she was the happiest person I knew. Yeah. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's things like a that. Lot of, a lot of holding in. Yeah. Um, and I also believe that's what the stigma too, because that's what my husband did. He held it all in. And I, that was my problem. I never knew he was suffering from PTSD. I never knew he mm. was having these flashbacks and having these bad dreams and yeah. everything. And he just held it in. And I would have never guessed until the day he sat me down and talked to me and told me about him thinking about like trying to commit suicide. And it's such a hard word to say, but some like me, it was, you could see it on me. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I was, like I said, I would isolate myself. I would, I lost all my friends. I was very at school. I just went to a class, did my thing, left. Mm -hmm. And not my husband. He was out talking still and everything. So always, I always like to say, I always check on my friends, even if they don't, they, there's still, there's so much going on in the world right now. You still yeah. got to say, there's another song that Demi Lovato wrote. And it's like, I love myself or I love me. And I yeah, love that I song love me, too, yeah. because yeah. So, yep. And like you said, they can be the happiest people. And then you never know what's behind closed right, doors. Just something deeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think with me, it's, uh, 
it's definitely decreased as I gotten older and I got more positive and I've been through other experiences and oh. you know, I, uh, I came to my faith, which is a big thing for me mm-hmm. and that helps me. And, uh, the positivity and everything just keeps me going. But then once a month, maybe I'll get that day and I call mm-hmm. it like a dark day. You know, it just hits me. There's mm-hmm. nothing in particular that made it happen. You know, it's just something that just comes about. And luckily my wife can notice it mm-hmm. because she knows, even though I am, I'm the same as you. Like I'm an introvert. I'm not really, uh, going out to hang out with people or like really doing, I love being in my house and, but she'll, she'll still notice when she seems like something like something's off. Yeah. You know, growing up, I had depression, anger, all these things just built up in me, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, to be young and also had, uh, issues with my body. So to be young and having to deal with all that, uh, it's tough because I know young kids are going through that now. And then now mm-hmm. they have social media to deal with also. So I know it's not an easy thing with that either. So that's why these um, kind of conversations are important because people listening can say, hey, I feel like that. Or let me see what they did to help. You know what I mean? But most definitely. Um, hmm? That's, and I said most definitely, and that's what kind of happened within the last year. I was, I knew I wanted to share my story. I just didn't know how I wanted to do it. So I made my blog, Chasing My Happiness, Mm -hmm. um, because that's my life. I feel like since I've been diagnosed with depression, I've just been chasing my happiness. And it just kind of worked out. And um, I wrote a blog post about, just a little bit about my story. And now I post tips and tricks of what I do on a daily basis to get me going um, and things like that. So I definitely, and with social media and now with kids having that on their backbone, uh, my niece is 13 and I remember when I was 13, I think, I don't even and Snapchat, Instagram, that wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Um, so, and they have that, and they have that available, um, that where I don't want to get too far into online bullying, but it's a thing, and that yeah. was a big thing that caused my depression was hmm. bullying. And now it's all online and can be so tricky, so tricky because things disappear now. Like Snapchat, I just don't understand. I don't understand because I was helping my niece with some issues that were going on. And it's just, you, like I said, you, you, you're going to learn to love yourself by putting your step forward. Yeah. You are going to, I love this analogy because it's so true. At the end of the day, even, even when my spouse is next to my side, if I wake up at 3 a.m. crying, I'm the one who needs to, breathe and get myself back going and you are too and you might feel like you don't have that energy to because with that depression you're not going to feel like you have that energy Mm -hmm. you're not you're gonna just feel like it's just like you're nobody you're just a ghost sometimes and that's why it's so important to learn to love yourself because Mm -hmm you are you are your person and you can do it you you can do it i know you can if you're listening i have so much faith in you because Mm. i was i was dying i felt like i was dying at the end of the day but i am i actually was just on my snapchat story crying because i was so happy for myself because a year ago i was not in this mindset at all at all and i believe that Once you just take that little step forward and just keep taking those little steps to becoming the better self, maybe if that's writing on post-it notes in the mirror saying, which I have done, um, I am beautiful, Mm -hmm. just little things like that. Those are are little steps that you can take to love yourself. You can, if you're at work, you'll have, I actually have, I have notifications on my phone that go off every hour. Um, 
that tell me affirmations. Yeah. Um, so you'll find something that works for you. And again, if you're listening, you're like, wait, what, <laughs> how do I start? Just listen to yourself, take that little step forward. And I know that you're going to keep going because you'll like how it feels to love yourself. And it's going to, it's going to be tough. You're going to set boundaries within your family, within your spouse and things like that. But you got to respect others' decisions and your decision. Right. Um, like I said, my spouse, when he's in his mood, his boundary is I'm in like I'm in his gaming room right now, but he's not home. So <laughs> um, I'm in his space and this is his space. And I respect that. And yeah. when he is in his mind, um, I respect that. And then I have the same thing. I have my space and he's he knows when I'm in my space that I need to um, I need my alone time. There's actually this t trend going around right now and I don't know where I can get it, but I want it. It's an octopus. Okay. And you like put, it has a happy face and a sad face. Hmm. So like if you're not to communicate well with your spouse or right. your family members, you just flip it over and say, I'm not feeling well. And I went to bed and I have octopus has a sad face. Um, then you, your, your spouse or your family member knows I don't, I'm upset. Yeah. And then there's a happy face saying that I'm actually in a good mood today. I thought that was so cool. Just because right. communication so hard. It's, I'm not going to, it's not easy learning communication with somebody with both depression, anxiety, and then my husband suffering too, was not an easy task, but, uh, because we both communicate in different ways. So I just right. thought that was a cool way. If you're struggling, I don't know. I'm sure you can just look it up on Amazon octopus with happy face, sad right, face. Yeah. I'm sure it'll pop up, but yeah, it's just pretty cool. I just how, thought that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> how often, how often do you guys go through it at the same time? Um, pretty often. Really? So he has his own, um, Okay, when he was in the army, it was a lot different. Mm -hmm. It was almost an everyday thing. Now that he's out of the army, uh, which he was in the army for seven years, so he's currently learning how to love himself yeah. and his passion without being told what to do every day right. in the army. Um, so he's going through his own mental health journey right now and I'm going through mine and it's sometimes it's kind of hard seeing that one's doing better than the other. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, when he was doing a lot better than me, I was so upset. I'm like, why can't I be that way? Um, but we both have our different journeys and he felt like when he got out of the army, he jumped five stages back. Yeah. Um, but in reality, he's jumped five stages forward because he's learning to be him, his own person. Right. Um, so I don't want to say he's not doing as well as I am because we're both in a different journeys, but we're trying to learn together. And um, almost every day we kind of go back and forth with each other because like I said, his anxiety and depression or his PTSD and depression is a little bit different than mine. But when we feel it together, and I'm a big advocate for energy. I feel like mm. you could feel somebody's energy around you. Oh, 100%, I have, yeah. I, I have um, a husky and I can tell you she knows my energy. And um, we, this and with both of our relationship was long distance. So that was cell phone talking yeah. all the time. So now we're learning that he's out of the army, that we actually had talked face to face. Um, so one thing that we learned together as far as communication, where we're both not in a right state of mind is we go for a drive. Um, the person driving is focused on the road and it's just talking. And, I'm, and we're in the passenger seat and we don't have to make eye contact, but we're still communicating. Yeah. Um, so you kind of learn those mechanisms within each other. So even with a best friend, um, uh, spouse, family member, I that was just one thing we learned is to go for a drive. And we've actually, we've talked a lot <laughs> in the car. Um, so 
when we're both suffering at the same time, we just kind of ask each other, do you want to go get ice cream? You want to go for a drive? Do you want to, do you want your, do you want to be, do you want to be in your space? And I'll be in my space, yeah. see what we want. Um, and if at the end of the day, he wants to be in his space, but I want to go on a drive and get ice cream, uh, we'll be like, all right, why don't you go in your space? You relax, get yourself in the right mindset, and then we'll go for a drive. And sometimes it works out like that. So, um, like I said, again, a lot of it has been communication wise, but even, even if you guys, Hey, if you text each other and talk, sometimes that's better. I mean, mm -hmm. me and my husband had to do it going through it. And now we're kind of learning to communicate a little bit better, but, um, I'm super thankful to have a supportive husband and I'm supportive yeah. of him. He's super thankful for that. And I know it's not always the right, um, that's not always the case, but I always will say, try to find your guys's way of communicating. Right. And I love, I love that whole thing where you just go for a drive because mm -hmm. for some reason it's so much better to have a conversation when you're kind of preoccupied. Yes. Rather than definitely. just sitting at a table <laughs> and just talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if one person's doing something, it's like, uh, me and my wife, our time is, when I'm cooking my food, she comes into the kitchen and we just talk. Yeah. You know, and things just like, like we just go, we are in a rhythm. Yeah. Sometimes when, uh, when I was working full time and my husband was out of work for COVID, he, um, he was cooking dinner, which was not the way I always cooked. Yeah. And we actually talked a lot more when he was cooking dinner and I was getting cleaning up or whatever. But yeah, sometimes that's the way of communicating too. I definitely agree. Yeah. Is there a, was there a moment that you remember specifically or did it take just time for you to say, Hey, I need to do better for myself. Um, actually I had a moment. Um, okay. I was, like I said before, I was in that toxic work environment yeah. and I was not doing good to myself and I was beating myself up. Like I was to the point where I, when I was driving to work, I was thinking of excuses to like get into a car accident. So I didn't have to go to wow. work. Like it was, it was not good. I was not good. And I knew in the back of my head, this is not healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened with me is I went in my space. Me and my husband had our both separate rooms. He had his gaming room. I had my room that had my makeup, sewing machine and stuff in. And I was in my room and I took my journal and wrote down everything. I wrote down how I was feeling, how I hated my life, how I hated myself and all this. And I ended up falling asleep on my floor um, with the journal next to me. And my husband was going to bed and he couldn't find me. And he found me laying on the floor. And that was, he read it um, and was like, babe, you need to go get some help. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I'm like, you are 100%. Like, I think I just needed somebody to tell me. And um, I... The next day, I ended up calling my therapist back to get back in. I ended up calling to get back on medication. Um, and I ended up talking to my mom saying, like, I need to find my passion again. I need to find myself because what I am doing for work, this is not myself. And that's when I decided I am going to apply to be a therapist. So... I'm actually, I applied to go back to school for psychology and it was, this all happened within a week. Like it was just a hit and run for me. Like I was to my bottom, bottom, bottom point. My husband found me, he, in the nicest way, he was like, woke me up and he was like, baby, you just need to go get some help. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. And it just hit for me. Um, so that kind of just happened out of the blue for me. And I'm very thankful that I was able to get help before I got to a worse situation where I ended up crashing my car or something like that. And, um, it went from there, but 
with my husband, totally different way. Um, His was not just hit him like I did with me. Mm -hmm. His took a lot of learning, a lot of steps within a year. Gosh, I wouldn't even say a year. Like I said, he deployed in 2015, got back 2016. We got married right after he got deployed. So he held it in for four years. Wow four years of anger, depression, PTSD. And um, it wasn't like a hit or miss day, but he seen me getting help Hmm. and he decided to go get help himself, which I'm so thankful for because I didn't, like I said before, I didn't know that he was struggling. He didn't, he didn't communicate it with me. Um, And I just, I had no clue. And I, to this day, I feel bad. I wish as his wife that I could have found, noticed the symptoms, but sometimes you just don't. And like the, like you said before, like your friend was the happiest she was. And yeah, yeah and he was the same way and no clue. Um, but I'm very thankful that he went and got help for himself. And before things did get to the way he did because with being on the army base Mm -hmm. we've had so many i've my husband has been very um which a lot of people have opened up to him about suicide and about depression and i just think he had that energy that people came to him and um i think when people started to come to him that's when he realized hey i might need to get some help myself right and so um like I said, sometimes it just happens overnight. Sometimes you'll wake up one day and you're like, I need to go get help. Or sometimes it's just, you hold it in for four years. And mm-hmm. I am, like I said, I'm so grateful that he got help when he did. But yeah, I think that's one of the worst mm-hmm. things that someone can do is to hold mm-hmm. it in. You know, people think it's it's better. Uh, it just makes things look worse. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you're helping other people by holding your right. own stuff in. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's just tearing yourself up. You know, don't ma- don't don't. I would I would say don't worry about what other people think. Nope. You know, worry about yourself and take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of anyone else. Exactly, and that's the point that my husband and I got to. We want to yeah. start a family soon, and. We're both like, you know, how are we supposed to take care of our our future kids if we can't take care of ourselves? Yeah. And mentally, we need to get in the right mindset. And I think that was a big push forward for us. Um, we have three dogs, <laughs> three big dogs. And okay. at the end of the day, we're always like, they're our babies and we always want the best for them. Mm-hmm. So we need to do the best for what we got. And you got to learn. And I've been telling my mom this too and it's funny because my mom was a big supporter of me and now i'm like trying to support her through her stuff um but i'm telling my mom you gotta love yourself before you put the love forward to anybody else yeah and with if you're listening and you are married or you are in a relationship learning to love yourself is going to be the best thing that you are going to do for yourself mm-hmm. and for your future relationships Oh, I agree with that 100% because even when you think you can you're doing all these things possible to make your spouse your spouse happy, it's not going to work. It's not going to you can do anything you want. You know, they'll be happy for a week or two or that moment that you buy them something or you do something right. for them and stuff like that, but in the long run, the only person that can make them happy is themselves. And right. it's it's just up to you to support that and to be there for that. But uh, where are you now in your journey? Um, so right now I am still on medication uh, for my anxiety. And I take that every morning. Okay. And then I um, still, um, like I said, I just moved from Colorado Springs to Missouri. Um, and unfortunately, I couldn't take my therapist with me. I did a couple Zoom meetings with her before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to be applying to see another therapist and try to find one. So I do, um, I was seeing a therapist once a week. And now since I moved, I haven't found one yet. But now that my insurance is transferring over, I do plan on finding a therapist again. So medication therapy and 
um, keeping busy. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, um, I have a retail job right now as I'm going to college full time. Mm -hmm. And, um, my husband is out of completely out of the army. Now he is, he is, um, he is a veteran. And so, um, he's going back to school for computers, something in computers. And, um, he's starting his, um, own journey of going back to therapy. He just met with a therapist himself on zoom and um so we're both in a good stage in our good, uh, mental good. health journeys uh we've both been trying to stay busy Bus staying busy has helped us both um with our depression and um at the end of the day we're still learning to keep moving forward <laughs> especially with being at 2021 and us still being on technically quarantine try to stay mm. in as much as you can and everything so um but right now we are just kind of going with the flow transferring all of our medication all of our therapy over yeah. um from a big move and everything like that so so since you're like a big advocate for therapy what would you tell someone about therapy that they would need to know or they would want to know that's never done it before but they need it you know yeah so when you are looking for first first things first is you're going to be looking for a therapist that believes in the same things that you do at that you do i'm a bit i, I am a big advocate for um not only gosh i can't even think of the word um Oh gosh. Oh, I'm like losing a blank. Okay. So <laughs> my therapist back in Colorado was amazing. She, um, believed in all the same things that I believed in horoscopes, um, everything like that. Okay. And so, but I've gone through multiple therapists and sometimes that in a way where if you don't like them, if you don't like the way that they talk to you, the energy, mm -hmm you you are so more than welcome to find another one right. don't feel like you're stuck right. um so that's a big thing because when i moved i didn't want to move therapist but she only has her license at colorado springs so even if we did zoom technically i'm a different state she can't um talk to me but so i can't be her client anymore but first things first is don't feel stuck you, you there's so many people out there there's so many. And I follow, actually, I follow a lot of therapists on TikTok and they share a lot of good um, things about how to find a good therapist. Um, second, when you, you're going to feel like when you're first talking to them, that it's not, it's not going to be them just sitting there with a notebook, writing everything down. My therapist, I actually like, we have a good conversation and afterwards i just feel so let out and yeah. this is it's such a good safe place if you don't have a safe place right now it it is your safe place and you want to find a therapist who makes you feel like it's your safe place um that's very very important you don't want to feel like unsafe when you're going to therapy um and that was a big issue with my husband with him being in ptsd struggling he always felt unsafe and he still feels unsafe so finding a safe place for him was super hard uh what she actually found a therapist who was a veteran or who is a veteran so okay. that made him feel safe yeah so you'll you'll find somebody who to relate to um again so you're gonna find somebody who makes you feel safe if you don't if you'd feel like it's an unsafe position talk to the front desk or whoever it is and right. they are going to be so open with you. And if they're not more than welcome to find a different place to go to, because at the end of the day, this is where you're going to be talking about your feelings, your thoughts, um, everything. And it's super, sometimes it's super intimidating yeah. and it's, they, it's, it's your folk. You are bettering yourself doing this. I, mm -hmm. Just I'm a big advocate for it. And I believe that talking to somebody was the best thing that I ever did. Yeah. And 
therapy and sometimes if you're listening and you're like well my insurance doesn't cover therapy or something like that go on there's instagram tiktok there are so many good therapists that you can follow that some of them just talk about so many good positive things and you'll learn a lot from it um i learned so much about myself and this was a big step forward to loving myself uh from therapy like sometimes you're like why do i do this and yeah, yeah. sometimes and you're like well she'll she was able to help me realize that i was connecting something from my future to my past because of a trauma that i had no clue and just if there's so many good resources that they can give you too i have my <clears throat> and if you're interested you can definitely message me but i my therapist sent me a whole list of self-love books Okay. to read and i'm not into reading at all i actually listen to podcasts sometimes i do mm. audiobooks but and that's a big goal for my new 2021 is to reading self-love books self-help books um that she sent me a big uh list of they have just so many good resources and don't feel like you're stuck and you have the power to find somebody you love and you will and I just believe that letting out was a big help for me and my husband when he found the therapist that he liked, that he was able to re relate to, he would come home a different person. Yeah. And I was just so relieved, so happy for him. He was happy for me and just a big um, thing that I believe in. So. If you are struggling and you know that therapy might be a thing for you, I can give you a couple therapists that I follow on TikTok and Instagram that posts kind of what it's like in their, yeah. in their area and their session and doing things like that. So that's up to you. But I just believe it's it could be a good step forward into learning about yourself. Now, is that something that you're supposed to like keep from your spouse or do you guys talk about it? Like your no, we, me and my spouse are actually super open. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's what he, I would say. Yeah, he likes to talk to me about his sessions. Mm -hmm. I don't talk to him about my sessions. Okay. Um, sometimes I tell him a resource that my therapist gave me, um, but I don't tell him in detail. But he he likes to talk to me and tell me kind of what they talked about so yeah. okay. that's up to you um and i believe that that's something that can stay between you and your therapist and i believe that if your spouse asks you what's going on you can tell them some resources that your therapist gave you and go from there i mean again like i this that's my safe space and that's like me talking to her it's like i guess how you would journal mm -hmm. in a way and keep it personal like just keep it locked up um, so I guess that's up to you in a way, but like I said, he, he's open about it and I like to keep it to her. So. Yeah. And then I'll wrap it up with this is just, yeah. what is your motivation for 2021 and where's your mindset at for it? Yeah. So 2021, I, I'm going to make it a little bit better than 2020. Yeah. Me and my husband had some great things happen in 2020. Um, but now we are out of the army completely. His last day was Christmas, actually. Um, so my goal is to f <laughs> focus on myself. I actually just started a photography business, which kind of came out of the blue. I've been wanting to do photography for years now, but okay. I've always talked myself down about it. And I finally just opened up and talked and decided to start it. And I am going back to school full time for psychology I almost have. Hopefully I'll graduate with my bachelor's in a few years um, with us moving constantly. <clears throat> my credits, none of not all my credits transferred, unfortunately, but so photography, I am going to be going back to school for psychology. I start next week, um, just working a little bit just to make some extra income. I want to keep advocating for mental health on my Instagram, hopefully post more on my blog. And I want to 
help my husband transform into civilian life. And um, he's starting to go back to school. So I told him any resources he needs, I'll be there for him. And our next goal is to find a house. And because <clears throat> currently we're living with our in-laws until we find a house. Yeah. Find a house and um, just start start our life um, out of the army and in civilians and civilian life for him. Try to better ourselves in 2021. Um, keep moving forward and don't give up on yourself. So told him he cannot give up. He yeah. is doing so good with his PTSD and civilian life. He is not ready for it. He's been in since he was 18. Um, so it's been, it's been a hit and run for him, but just keep moving forward and um, keep loving ourselves and see where life takes us. <laughs> that sounds great. And yeah. I hope, you know, I thank you so much for doing this and, uh, you know, your Instagram and your blog were the reason that, like, it really interests me. You know, what you had to Thank say you. and everything. You know, so I just, I scroll through the tags of, I think, which I forget which tag I put in. <laughs> but then I just, I ended up on yours, and I was like, oh, I gotta message her, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was awesome yeah. talking to you. Thank you. It felt good to, it feels good to share my story with others, and I hope... At the end of the day, my goal is to just help one person. And um, so, yeah, and I appreciate you reaching out. Um, it's been nice talking to you also. All right. Thank you so much. And, you know, just continue to do what you do. Definitely. Will All right. do. All right. I'll see you. <laughs> All right. Thanks.